All right, welcome to the Draw No Bet podcast. My name is James. I'm here with my best bud, Nolan. We are here to talk about EPL futures on this episode. We're doing it a bit early for the season kickoffs, but the uh, the odds aren't going to change that much. So we're going to talk about uh, who we think is going to be the outright winner, who might get relegated, and a bunch of other stuff. How's it going today, Nolan? It's going very well. I'm about to ship off to Europe for for a very, very long time. So I'm glad that we, we got to do this right before our trip. No kidding, man. I know you have quite the quite the experience lined up for you. I'm, I'm pretty jealous if I do say so myself. But it's going to be, I don't know, a hell of a time. I mean, honestly, I'm just going to be at wine bars just looking at the odds. So that, that's basically <laughs> going to be my time there. Our relationship is mostly just, just gambling discussions anyway right now. So as long as we can keep that up when you're in Europe, I don't think we'll be missing out on too much. 100%. <laughs> All right, man. So where do you want to, where do you want to start? Let's start up top, outright winners. Let's look at the odds and, and, and you know, who, who, we, who we got, really. And then, uh, yeah, who, who we find value uh, in it. And, and I'll, I'll lead it off to you, the, the Man City fan. You know, let's talk about their chances and, and where you see any wrinkles uh, with any other challengers. Okay, so I was looking, I looked at this a few weeks ago and City to repeat um, was like minus 250 and it has since dropped I guess uh, gotten, your odds have gotten better to like right around minus 150. And if I was going to be placing a large bet on anyone as a, as a future, that's if the, you're a betting man, if I was a betting man, which I am, uh, <laughs> that would be, I mean, it just seems like it's easy money at, at minus 150. There's legitimately only one contender. That being said, that one contender in Liverpool was only a point behind them in the Premier League last year. So, uh, my thoughts I on that. that with, with the odds at minus 150, it was just that's giving a lot of respect to Liverpool from last year's performance. But she like minus 150 seems like a lot. Like, ask yourself this. Are the odds going to get better or worse after the first, you know, six game weeks? So that that is the thing. Uh their their odds are going to get just for for City to win their their first eight games. So the schedule we're recording this just after the schedule was dropped a couple days ago. Their first eight games they're going to win all eight of their games. So at at minus one fifty, I think if you are if you think City's going to win, these are your best odds as as a future bet is to place it right now. That's my opinion yeah. on it. And okay, we have a Man City fan and a Liverpool fan. So yeah. uh, me being the Liverpool fan, watch a lot of Liverpool, love them to death. They they cannot do exactly what they did last year. And, and frankly, Man City, I mean, what's the worst point total can they get, honestly? Oh, my God. I, I think they're, I think City, 85 points? 85 87? Is, yeah, yeah. Like, who, who can possibly get to 85 points? Let, let's, let's go through the teams. Who can possibly get to 85 points-ish, even in the best circumstances, and look at those odds? It's, it's Liverpool and City. Those are the only two squads. I mean, Arsenal... Uh, is no. a team in flux? No. no. Yeah, United is, has just had a terrible year. I mean, I not guess with their defense. Not with their no. defense. Uh, Chelsea losing Hazard, uh, losing their coach. We have no idea. That's a wild card team. Um, Spurs, I think, is just dog shit. So. <laughs> I, th- I think I think Spurs at twelve to one is that could happen. A lot of stars would have to align, and maybe they would have to purchase like a player like a single player (laughs) how long has it been since they bought a player has it been uh, an entire calendar year i believe so 
it's it's been at least 18 months i don't know yeah uh look at us like we're gonna publish this and then spurs have already bought like a shit ton of players right i know (laughs) the return of gareth bale and shit like that i don't know the the thing is like okay i'm just thinking of like reasons against minus 150 for man city uh no company no leadership yeah uh they still haven't figured out their left back problem uh yeah for uh Fernandino, he's he's not getting younger, and he's getting injured a lot more. Uh, those are the only reasons, honestly, and and th- those aren't reasons enough. With with uh, uh, Kevin coming back, you know they're really they're humming. They they scored what 197 points over two seasons. 198, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 insane. Um, Thanks for I, the correction. That's, yeah, that was needed. It's okay. You know, one point. It's uh, a <laughs> we have to provide a, pro, a quality product right here no come on <laughs> okay yeah I, I think we're i think we're on the same level and and liverpool at plus 200 i i don't i don't see value in that uh, i honestly i would put a floater on spurs but really i'd put a lot of money on uh man city Interesting. Features. so you don't do you think there's anything to be said about the fact that uh liverpool having just won the champions league going to be focusing maybe more on the premier league uh versus city who consistently are, are dropping out of the champions league in, in the uh before the final stages do you think there's anything in that or uh no i don't think there's anything in that and and along with everything that we just said uh and kind of the uh, horseshit uh, lucky victories that uh, liverpool had down the stretch um oh i never thought i would get you to admit that on on we, we wrote our luck all year which is totally fine um the fact of the matter is we have one of our strikers in the a Copa America, and we have two of our strikers in the African Cup of Nations. They're all, I, I, there's not that much rest, and there's not that much depth on the front three. Whatever. I can talk Liverpool all day, but I just don't see plus 200 as value for outright winners. I'm going with Man City. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that. I, yeah. I just don't see... Unless unless something drastic happens via injury over the summer to um, losing Aguero, say in the Copa America, would be catastrophic for City. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Minus one fifty for City is the best odds that you're going to get for the next calendar year for them to win it. I would definitely place that now. Uh, what about you? Want to go to talk about like the top four finish odds? Do you have those up? Yeah, let's talk about the top four. This one These I think is kind of fun. I don't know. Um, I couldn't really find anything that I that got me uh, excited here. Uh, so City and Liverpool are just obviously heavy favorites there. And then you just kind of have four crapshoot teams between Spurs, United, Arsenal, and Chelsea for the next two spots. And we kind of already ripped on Arsenal and Chelsea, but what do you, what do you think? What would your what would be your bet here if you were placing one? I, I'm currently, I, I'm not going to bet this at all. I'm, I'm pretty pretty sure of, but... This is a hard stay away from me. Uh, yeah. I, there's, there's a couple of question marks. Uh, Spurs at minus 150 is good. Uh, anyone outside the top six, I I definitely don't like to creep into the top four. Top Agreed. six are too strong, even though they're uh, you know volatile at best. Um, but but really, you know, Tottenham is the only one that you can actually get value and make some money on. So I'd do that. Yeah, I, I agree with you with you absolutely on that one. I'm not sure. I'm not going to be betting the top four. But what about uh, moving to the top six? It's I not do think fun either. It's, it's not fun. No, it's not. Can you can you imagine if you bet on the top four with the top four race at the end of the season last season where no one wanted to win? Yeah, no, that would be frustrating. Oh my that would god. Be. Yeah, that would be that would be yeah, infuriating. Absolutely. Pass. <laughs> 
All right, what about the uh, the top six? Top six is kind of fun here. So um, Everton at six to one and, and Leicester City uh, at ten to one. Those are there's a little little something I could see creeping into in my into my mind there. Uh, uncertain times at Chelsea. Wolves are in Europa League. You know. Yeah, I, I love Man City. Uh, you know, minus a hundred thousand. That's good. Is that um, their, what their odds are for top six? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's minus ten thousand. Let's not be let's not be silly here. Minus ten thousand. Yeah, there's a lot of value there. <laughs> uh, who are you, who are you thinking here? This this could be this could be interesting. I you know I'm I'm probably going to be putting like a, a unit or two on Everton and a unit or two on Leicester City to crawl into the top six, mostly because of just how the the uncertainty with with three of the perennial top six teams in United, Arsenal, and Chelsea. Like I I have no idea what Chelsea's going to look like without Hazard. It's going to be very interesting. Um, Arsenal had some just just fell apart at the end of last year, you know, and United just is in complete turmoil. So. If you're looking at the teams that seem to have been trending up towards the last part of the season, so Everton finishing with two wins and two draws in the last four, including beating Man U four nothing in that time frame, Leicester City beat three, uh, beat Arsenal three zero in one of their last games of the season. Like so, it, the last time we saw these teams play competitively, both Leicester and Everton like absolutely trounced perennial top six teams. Uh, and at, at six to one and, and at ten to one, I think that there might be some value there. And I, I definitely, I, I do like. Um, Silva and, and Brendan Rodgers as coaches there. So, yeah, I don't normally root on teams that wear blue, but I can see <laughs> I can see where you're going going at here. Uh, I think I think those are the only two that are good enough. Although although I'm going to throw in a West Ham. Uh, uh, they're, they're they're investing right now sixteen to one, top six. I, they're suited to the new stadium. You know, the, it seems like their manager is, is getting a tune out of them and, and, you know, former Man City manager, yeah. uh, vampire and everything. <laughs> uh, I can see Everton going in there. They just, Everton need a striker big time and if, they're, if they want to get into this top six, and that might happen. They can't just have Calvert-Lewin just running the channels the entire time. Six what? to one is a little bit too <laughs> short for me. Okay. Um, but I do like Leicester City or West Ham for for a longer punt. Yeah, those are the sixteen to one. That's pretty good. Plus, the nice thing about betting on West Ham to win is that if it happens, then you know that Kieran Knightley somewhere in this world is smiling, and that's just a great thing. <laughs> you know, you know, I like Kieran Knightley, so that's every time I see West Ham win, that's what I think of. But yeah, interesting. So we were doing like word association. That that's the thing that you would say immediately. Oh, absolutely, West Ham, Kieran Knightley, bam. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna uh, sneak in a, a word association later in the pod, maybe. Okay. Okay. That's good. So let's see. Where we? Where do? Where do you want to go next? Uh, let's. I, I. I like just like going down the table like we're doing. Um. So we did top. Finish top six. I. I don't think I'm gonna bet on any of that. I. I might put a, a floater on West Ham, but okay. let's let's look at uh, top half finishes. This is a this is a pretty tough one for me too. I did not highlight anything that I was specifically excited about. What about you? Really, I I, I love this one the most. Oh, okay. It's ironic. Uh, there's always there's always a random team that gets up to like the eighth or seventh spot, and it kind of alternates each year. It seems uh, where it's like Newcastle will go up there, and then like West Ham or Southampton, and then last year or Burnley two years ago, and then uh, Wolves went up. So it was always like a random team that wasn't there before. I really like Southampton. 
to oh. finish top half. Okay. Uh, plus two seventy five, almost three to one. Uh, basically, when when they got when they got Hassenstrudel or whatever his name is uh, <laughs> in December last year, so they were like they had, I think they had less than ten points going into December, and then they got in Hassenstrudel, and since then they've gotten a steady one point three points per game. Uh, you know, not oh, that's great, not, yeah. not groundbreaking or anything like that, but you know, over the point average that you need, and basically, if you look at like historically the Premier League tables, if you have, you know, 1.3 points per game, you're going to be right around that ninth, eighth spot. And at almost three to one, uh, I, I've, I've been watching a lot of Southampton. They seem pretty good, pretty motivated. Again, they, they are a striker away from being actually pretty good. So I, I like those odds of, of finishing top top half. Okay, no, that's 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 sounds great to me actually. Um, I just didn't when I was looking at this, I didn't see enough of a um, of a payout for any of these teams. It seemed like, in my head, there was like, I don't know, six or seven. The one that you wanted or something. There's nothing like that. There was like six or seven teams that I I thought were uh, plausible. I mean, in in some world, I could see Palace in the top ten. I could see Bournemouth in the top ten. Um, Watford, obviously. But yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing really jumped out. But Southampton, I think, th- I think that is another. It's identifying a team that has been trending upwards in this last calendar year. So I think that's a good shout. Yeah, and Southampton need to get better. If if Liverpool are going to steal more of their players, I need them to get better. <laughs> that's true. The farm system so, has been a little weak for the last year. I or know so. they're they're the Pawtucket Southampton Saints. <laughs> oh, this is the worst. Okay, uh, so you don't want to talk anything in that? You didn't nah. see any value there? Nope. Okay. Uh, well, if you don't see any value there, let's, let's go to bottom half. Hell let's yes. Let's go to bottom feeders. So in the last three seasons, if you ex- exclude the like uh, like the top six teams, so Arsenal and Chelsea and such, if you exclude those guys and just look at teams that are in Europa, in the last three years we've had Burnley, West Ham, and Southampton that have made appearances in, in the Europa League. Two of the three of them finished in the bottom ten in the EPL of that associated season. So the lucky team this squ- this year that is not of the power six and doesn't have necessarily the the manpower to rotate players enough to to deal with an extra competition is Wolves. So I'm kind of looking at that as a bottom ten finish for Wolves at plus one seventy five. I think that that is pretty good value. They are um the the longest odds tied with Everton that um our, our website at least is giving right now. What do you think about that? Uh. First of all, stop reading off my notes. Ah, yeah, we on the same page on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple. Well, I didn't. I didn't just go back the uh, previous two seasons. I looked at Europa League as it's been Europa League since it changed over from the UEFA Cup to Europa League, and seventy percent of the time, uh, the team that's in Europa League, that's you know outside those top six teams, uh, finish in the bottom ten. So you're well, looking at. Newcastle, Swansea, Wigan, uh, Everton, Hull made it in there. And it doesn't really matter how far Wolves go into the tournament. Uh, a lot of times, you know, like Burnley last year, they got knocked out before the group stage. It just it fucks up their whole preseason, and it takes them a while to get back into it. Uh, Wolves uh, used the second fewest players last season, so already their rotation is not ready for... Uh, for uh, European, you know, adventures at all, uh, and then you throw in just uh, Jimenez playing in the Gold Cup. Yeah, might be a little tired. Like I, I just don't. I'm, I'm with you for uh, plus one seventy five. I think that's a 
great value and a pretty good lock. And really, does Wolves care if they finish top 10? If no. they, you know, don't get relegated, they, they have Europa League. Like, that's a good season right there. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's a great season. I mean, okay. Yeah, we're, so we're on the same page on that. And that is, like I said, that is the second best odds that you can get for that, that bet right now of any team. So, wow, 70%. That's a, that's a crazy stat. Good job on that. Good job. Okay, so what about to stay up? So these are the teams that we expect not to be relegated. This was another one I did not particularly... This is just not a fun bet. <laughs> it's nothing Nothing there uh, tickled my fancy. I don't like any of it. I don't. Okay. Right, let, me look at, let, let me look at it again. Um, so to stay up, you never know with, uh, you know, newly promoted teams and then... I don't like any of it. Yep. I don't like any of the odds, man. Stay yep. away. Okay, agreed. So, on the flip side of that, the always fun, what about to be relegated? I'm not, I'm not good at calling either to stay up or relegated. So I'm going to throw that out there for our listeners. Not good at it. But okay. <laughs> I do like to throw, shut up. I do like to throw some punts out here. Um and really, I was looking at teams that have good players that may be overachieved in the past couple of years that have one or two players, if they were to leave, it would have a disastrous effect on, on how they performed. And I looked at Watford and I looked at Crystal Palace. Okay. And uh, right now, since their Watford success last season, DeCurry said that he wants to leave. Uh, there are people sniffing around uh, Gracia as, as manager. Uh, and really, I just, they don't have a proven goal scorer uh, with, they're hanging their hat on Troy Deeney with 11 goals last season. It's just, they're, it seems like a house of cards just ready to fall there. Yeah. Same thing with Crystal Palace. If Zaha leaves and all they have up top is Christian Benteke and Juan Basak is getting stolen, I, I I don't know. They're they're both uh, plus five hundred respectively. I can see one of them going down, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a unit on uh, both of them. I do fancy Watford to go down um, a little bit more than the uh, Crystal Palace. What okay. do you think? I, w- yeah, I would agree with you. Of the two of them, I think Watford has the has the better chance. Uh, so that would be we're, we're just saying that would be pending uh, summer transfers or or something like that. Or just upset players, you know. Who okay. who wants to play for Watford more than three seasons? Let's <laughs> let's let's talk about it. You have to have some aspirational. I mean, uh, Kapu does obviously. <laughs> Watford legend. Uh, says the man that has a, a Watford kit. As I, I that I do that I do, which I wear with pride, <laughs> once a year. <laughs> <laughs> So I was looking at this and I was wondering if you could probably, if you might be able to explain something to me. So Sheffield United is the odds on favorite to be relegated at minus 150. However, Aston Villa or Aston Villa is at plus 175. So two other teams in between them. When you look back at how they fared from the champions championship. So these are two of the promoted teams as, as you well know, but someone else might. So Villa finished fifth in the championship last year and a full 15 points behind Sheffield United. Um, it doesn't make sense to me that there's such a, a wide gap between the two of them even with a 15-point difference in the championship last year. And more importantly, uh, 
Sheffield was tied for first place in the entire league in fewest goals allowed, and Villa allowed 20 more than them. Uh, they gave up 61 as opposed to Sheffield's 41. So is there something that I'm missing when I look at this Villa squad that were they underperforming last year in the championship? Do you know this? or Because to me, it seems uh, like Villa, there's a huge value for Aston Villa at plus 175 to be relegated. Uh, they had to change of manager, I think. And then, like, they did really well in the January transfer window. So it, they they were definitely on the on the uptick. Um, as far as form is concerned. Okay. And I, I think the odds are based on the resources of investment, uh, where Aston Villa actually have, they, they will invest with some couple of key players. And I don't think Sheffield United uh, have that. Although I did hear that they uh, wanted, Sheffield United wanted to sign Frank Ribery, which oh. would be <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that would be, I would be betting against them every chance that I get if that happens. <laughs> a spite bet. Don't don't follow me on that one, listeners, but that's just a spite bet. You don't want to pick up a 6.5 in fantasy Frank Ribery? Come oh. on. What are you talking about? Please, please, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, a lot has been talked about Sheffield United, um, the way that they played in the championship. So I wonder, uh, it's very kind of offensive, and they actually have um, flying center backs that go out uh, to the wing and, and I don't know I'm very interested to see them play that's why I'm not gonna I'm gonna stay away from from a betting perspective I don't see the odds there as well okay okay so think that's very interesting uh, flying center backs uh, something to watch for <laughs> is that legal I don't know I, I'm, I'm just surprised that Pep Guardiola didn't think of it yeah exactly <laughs> awesome so is there anything else you want to talk about or is that uh, I mean, we went through. I mean, we went up, up and down the list. Let's let's go with uh, our best bets and then like one long shot. How about that? Okay. So right off the the top of my head, I think that Watford, um, not Watford, uh, Wolves to finish in the bottom ten at plus one seventy five is what I will one hundred percent be betting this for this uh, this future season. What about you? Um, I think my best bet is to parlay Man City to win and PSG to win outright winners um, at plus 115. Oh, shit. That's a thing? Yeah, that's... Can, yeah. I, can I have your best bet? <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can fucking take it. I don't care. Um, yeah, basically, I wanted, I just wanted to, to, to parlay Man City to win and then one of those other perennial teams to win in outside leagues. I don't like Real Madrid's investment uh, when I was thinking about Barcelona. I don't like Dortmund's reinvestment after thinking about Bayern Munich, and there's been a lot of like changes that have been happening in Serie A. So you know, Juve doesn't have their manager anymore. Could be sorry. So I, I just don't know what's going to happen in those leagues. PSG, they're not losing anybody, not anybody good. I mean, Neymar could leave, but all the rest of the teams in League One uh, or Uber Eats League One are leaving uh, for other leagues. So it's like PSG are locks, and I think yeah. they're like minus, minus 800. So you might as well just parlay that with Man City. That's brilliant. No, I, I like that a lot. Getting getting a plus money on that is, is, is a great shout, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I really, I would be shocked and appalled if, if those two didn't go through. Okay, yeah. So um, my, my kind of long shot then would be uh, looking at the lowest scoring team odds. It's a, it's a real thriller. I'm going to end the pot on a high note here. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at Burnley at six to one at the, as the lowest scoring team. They're consistently struggling to score goals uh, at the start of last year. They did have a bit of a, a switch with their, some of their really tall, generic white boy strikers. But 
consistently throughout their history has had a, t- uh, a tough time scoring goals. And at six to one, they likely likely could be finishing bottom of the barrel in the Premier League, could get relegated. So I think that that is a, a huge shout for possibility there. It's always good to root against them too, and a lot of fun. Yeah. That's that's an interesting <laughs> lowest scoring team. It's such a dumb bet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, I don't really have a long shot this week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. That's fine. It's I mean for futures betting, it's not necessarily long charts aren't necessarily what you're looking at here, but no. Like yeah, I would be a ton of units on a PSG Man City parlay is uh that's yeah that's great. Yeah, just just think about that. Just put that in your ear. And for part two of this podcast, to go over some of the uh, other future bets that are available, I'm here with an incredible special guest host. Um, I'm here with Alon, one of the one of the co-hosts of FML FPL, my favorite fantasy podcast for Premier League soccer in the entire world. Alon, how's it going today, man? What's up, dude? I'm ready to talk some gambling. Yeah, me too. Me too. I really appreciate you joining me on this podcast. Uh, it's been a hard time covering for Nolan while he's off gallivanting Europe. It's bullshit, man. I'm very jealous. I'm also very jealous. I listened <laughs> to the first half and I was just like, this fucker. It's gonna yeah, dude, I, yeah. I just had to uh, edit our FPL podcast and he was there on Bastille Day and there's uh. like fire, there's fireworks going off in the background the whole time and thank God he had like really bad stomach issues so he like he had to pause the podcast like five times to go deal with that otherwise it would just be like the perfect life for him. Yeah, so. that makes me feel a little <laughs> bit better because as soon as you said that I was imagining like a, a baguette with just like butter and ham and I was like, oh my God, be so good right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. I know. Shit, man. So... For you, like, uh, what was it for you? Did you start playing fantasy first, or were you more into gambling? Um, well, I've played fantasy other sports for, like, my entire life, but basically half my life at this point, since I was around 15, 14, 15, 16, or something like that. Fantasy American football, fantasy basketball, all that shit. So I've been much more into fantasy than gambling for a long time, but I do love gambling and and gambling on the nfl especially because i'm you know i've i've been more familiar with it for longer and gambling with my brother and gambling on sports and i think there's a lot of similarities in in fantasy and gambling uh dude i completely agree um so what do you what do you think what is your like your uh the biggest similarity between the two i mean in both of them we're trying to use Any resource possible, whether it's statistics, whether it's like press conferences, whether it's just gut feelings or whatever to to basically predict the future. Right. So Mm -hmm. in fantasy, all sports, you're trying to, you know, think about how many points they're going to score. And, you know, in in footy, obviously, that is usually goals and assists. And, you know, in a lot of gambling, it's it's how many goals are is a team going to score? How many goals are a player going to score? You know, there's like. They basically go hand in hand, and I think, especially last season, more than seasons past for FPL, a lot more people were kind of like in tune with the lines and and using that to maybe decide which defender to play. For example, well, they're looking right, at the yeah, clean yeah. sheet lines or like the the anytime goal scoring odds, looking for like who to captain. I think a lot of people were finding that because, I mean, it makes sense. All of the the bookies, the, you know, handicappers are, are doing all of that intense, like, research statistical work for us. So you might as well fucking use it because they're obviously good at it. 
Absolutely, man. I remember talking to you uh, at the start of last season and like we were trying to figure out which fantasy assets from the promoted teams. And we looked at the uh, w- what team was most likely to finish in the top 10 of those that they were taking odds are. And like Wolves was yeah. the, the heavy favorite, right? Yeah. And it's, that totally that totally paid off in the fantasy world too. Like if you got in on the Wolves assets early, like you, you flew last year. Oh my so. God, yeah. If you were like Doherty and Jimenez early or something like that, you're just, you're, it, had a good season. Absolutely, man. So, uh, what do you think? Have you t- gotten a chance to look at like uh, just outright winners or anything like that? Did you uh, have any different opinions than what Nolan and I came up with? No, I mean, I, I mean, I was scanning. I think for favorites, just outright winners of the Premier League. I think you and Nolan nailed it. I think betting anything other than Man City is just crazy. And yeah, I mean, I, apologies to all of our like UK listeners. You and I speak in American odds, but you know, minus one sixty five for Man City is just a really good bet. That's just like very safe feeling to me. I don't think Liverpool have gotten like markedly better. I think Man City probably have. They've just gotten deeper and just mm-hmm. you know, De Bruyne coming back and stuff like that is is more significant than whatever changes Liverpool have made and. I don't know. I was thinking about City and I was trying to think of like, how are they not going to win the league? And the only two yeah. things I could think about were like, maybe right center back is a problem. You know, maybe Otamendi or Stones just like keep making mistakes. Stones doesn't get any better. Oda's older, like whatever. And the other thing I was thinking about is, and this is more of a question for you as a City fan, is like, what long term injury would cost City the most amount of points? So I was, um, man, right off the bat, I would say Fernandinho, but but now we, they have they, Rodrigo. They already fixed it with Rodri. Yeah, That's man, the it's thing. A, it's a tough one. So I was thinking right, maybe Ederson or maybe Sterling. Ooh. Ederson would be tough. Sterling, yeah. I mean, but still, it's Mares. Mares was class last year, so you can you can they'd be moving those guys around and if right. the front three ends up with Aguero, Sané and Mares like that's still it's still, still top in the world. Really fucking good. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why City are such a good bet for me is just the depth is crazy. Like yeah. if they I mean they went all the last season without De Bruyne didn't miss a step. Like Fernandinho missed a bunch of games last season and everyone including me was like, "Oh, that's their big weakness." Like no Fernandinho like blah blah right. blah. And they finished with 98 points. Like it's, you know, the the depth is just too good. I think I know, it, and it's an easy bet. Like an injury to Aguero, like I this time last year, I would have said that that would be a, a death sentence. But Jesus looks so good in the Copa America, and I wa- actually I watched a lot of that. And Odomendi can't even fucking complete a pass of ten yards. Yeah. Dude. He's so, he's so bad. He's so good. I, I yeah. yes, an injury to Stones could be could right. be a, a yeah. problem. Yeah, that's a, that's a good shout for sure. Yeah, yeah, and Jesus is still really young, and like even if he doesn't, you know, step it up and play well, it's like. Sterling can play number nine, and then Mars oh, yeah. plays. You know, there's just so many options, that, and we've seen the flexibility of a lot of the players. De Bruyne can play many different positions. Bernardo Silva can play many different positions. Sterling, like even like Laporte, can play left back if needed. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like all over the place. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's just it seems like that's the easy bet for sure. Yeah. And even if uh, they have the uh, let's see the the top on Christmas Day odds right now, and that's like at minus one hundred five, so that's basically even money. I feel pretty good about that one too. So, yeah, the weird thing about that bet is, I mean, I agree, City is should be the favorite for that as well. But the weird thing is that like more games is better when you're betting the favorite. 
you know, like a longer yeah. sample size. If the game, if the season was a hundred matches long, City would be even bigger favorites. You know what I mean? That's so, a good point. Yeah. So you know, Christmas Day, it's like, why even bet that? Just bet they're gonna win the fucking league and forget about it. That's a good shout. So, like, what else? What else do you see, man? Do you want to go into the top goal scores? Well, I like the top six odds that you guys were talking about because I agreed with what you guys were saying that Arsenal's kind of weak. They haven't really bought anyone. They might be losing Koscielny. You know, Obs is getting mm-hmm. older. Like, they're a little bit weak. And Chelsea, you know, no Hazard is huge, and he's their number one goal scorer and goal creator and pen taker and just everything. You know, like the amount of defensive. Like the amount of defenders that have their eye on Hazard when he's on the pitch is, is just it's creating <laughs> space for everything. Yeah, so yeah. I think that like those two looking a little weak. I don't really think Manchester United will fall out of the top six at all. But Leicester and Everton, you guys talked about them. I think they are good. And like we saw basically from right around when Rodgers was hired, I mean, both Everton and Leicester played, you know, top six football, all the underlying numbers say that and their point totals from that point on say that too so yeah i mean i think i i prefer lester between the two and i was thinking about why and i think the main reason why is just with everton it's harder for me to like detect what changed like why did they end the season so well i'm not exactly sure like i can't tell and maybe more research will will get me there maybe it was just all calvert calvert lewin or something but like they they could have also just hit a hot run of form you know like it didn't really seem like something tactically you're still running out the same 11 but they all of a sudden kept like eight clean sheets in the last 10 or something like that they were just monsters whereas lester it's it's very tangible like they got rogers they changed tactically they looked completely different they made drastic changes the attack was on fire like telemans was great you know like there's all these things that were like this is why they were great and they got perez and they have good depth they have better way better attacking depth in my opinion than everton and just better attackers in general in my opinion so yeah i I mean i like that i like i like lester top six What, what what is that number again it's uh, plus 475 right now. So it's, the odds have changed. Like, oh my God, these have, have flipped a lot since the last time I looked at these. So yeah. of the perennial top six, like the worst is Arsenal at four, minus 400, which is crazy town. Like that is an awful bet. But Leicester City is, is the next best bet is at plus 475. So there's a swing between minus 400 and plus That's 475. That's so crazy. <laughs> like who on earth is betting on Arsenal? Like yeah. where is the value there? Like usually handicappers make the lines because they want people to bet them and like i I don't even know that that number is so ridiculous to me so yeah i like i like uh sorry lester has like a little bit of a punt there yeah sweet sweet glad to hear that you agree with us on that one for sure so the top 10 odds was really interesting i think too because nolan was hot on southampton and maybe like a flyer on west ham yeah for me the it's, it's an interesting bet, top 10 finish, because like the most likely scenario is that the top nine will be made up of the normal top six, Wolves, Leicester, and Everton. You know, right. that's like... Yeah, exactly, those, yeah. That's the chalk, right? Is like those mm-hmm. will finish top nine. So it's kind of only betting on one spot, which is 
sort of ridiculous to just bet like this is the team that will finish 10th but the team that stood out to me in the in the rest of the the shit houses was was burnley actually and <laughs> they're plus 700 and i i like that number like i i think that's in this zone where to me they're all punts like west Ham's yeah. plus 125 they're they're that much better than burnley like i don't see that like mm-hmm. southampton over twice the be- better odds or higher odds of finishing top 10. Like, I don't see that. Like, Burnley were god-awful in the first half of last season. They were, I'm 90% sure they were in 18th place after the first 19 fixtures. Like, that's, they that's were, about right. Yeah, they, they were just completely horrible. In the next 19 fixtures, the second half of the season, they were tied for eighth in points. You know, they were just back to being Burnley. And we all know Europa League fucks up teams, especially, you know, smaller teams that don't have a lot of depth. And I think it really visibly hurt Burnley last season. But once they kind of got back on track, they were just the team that they are who we thought they were, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, they were just solid and Burnley and, like, no more Joe Hart. And just they they got a little depth with J-Rod. Like, I just feel like they're, like... Okay, like I could easily see them finishing tenth. So, so I kind of like that's that. A, that's a funny thing that yeah, I mean, so it's it's great with gambling and and specifically with FPL because it's like you you think of what you think is going to happen, right? Just like any other fantasy sport. But with FPL, since you can have the same players and they ha- there's a cost associated to it, it's like is there value in this bet? So it's right, very right, similar. Right. To, it's very similar to gambling in in that way. So I agree with you. Actually, plus seven hundred for Burnley to finish in tenth. Well, yeah, and and then another another way to like kind of compare, not really compare, but piggyback off of like FPL versus gambling is like think about the cheap goalkeepers and that people are getting and why. Like I like most teams that have Pope in it because I'm just yeah. like, yeah, Burnley's good. Like they're just yeah. going to be good and they're just going to be Burnley. Whereas like I don't feel the same way if someone sends me their team and they have like Valerie or Bednarek or like <laughs> fucking Jop or something. I'm just like, why do you have this bad player? You know what I right. mean? So yeah, I do. Yeah, I uh, like Burnley. Okay, Burnley. I'm not baby. argue against that. You know what? That's that's a fun train to be on. We're the only two people in the world that are going to be on that top ten finish bet for Burnley. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, not to like shout out my own podcast, but in in the FMLPL Slack gambling channel burnley are staples perennials man oh my god we bet them every week every week (laughs) they're just they just defy the odds they break the numbers they're just burnley they're just very burnley about everything so i like thinking (laughs) i like just going off of that too (laughs) Um, all right yeah what else do you see um did you want to talk about golden boot yeah let's do it man so Right off the bat, we have uh, Kane and Salah are, uh, are tied at plus 450. What do you think here? I, my, my preference right off the bat is, is definitely going Salah of the two. But I would not. I don't think I'm going to be betting either one of them, honestly. My, uh, my heart is going to Obama Yang. Interesting. <laughs> just giving it at plus 750, the, uh, the discrepancy between minutes and how much he came on in, in the end of the year as kind of like a... Uh, a stalwart in the Arsenal offense, you know, like I think the the he was he featured one twenty three of his last twenty five. Oh, I mean, he's fucking amazing. You don't have to con- convince me of that for sure. Like, and and he Salah and Mane split the Golden Boot last year. You know, it's not like yeah, he's exactly. not capable of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I I don't know why Kane is the same as Salah. For me, the the chalk bet is Salah. I mean, right. You mentioned minutes and. 
I think that's not to be understated that, you know, the other two odds on top top goal scorers, golden boot winners are Kane and Aguero, both now Kane can be included in, in this <laughs> extensive injury history. You know, yeah, like if, yeah. if either of those guys plays 3,000 minutes, we're literally in shock. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I have a very hard time seeing that either way. Salah is just a machine. I mean, he just never, ever misses games, which is why I think he is and should be the favorite. You know, Liverpool should probably score the second most goals to City. They're the second best team to City in the Premier League. Salah's on pens. It just seems like he rightfully should be the favorite to me. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I was I was shocked to see that he had the same odds as Harry Kane. It's weird. <laughs> it's actually really weird. I like the. I wonder they don't have this kind of shit on like gambling websites, but like, what are the odds of Kane picking up an ankle injury at some point in the season? Like minus 500 like yeah, you know exactly. like <laughs> so i don't want him for golden boot because he's gonna miss time like it's ridiculous um yeah. what about the do you have any like punty guys you like because the odds go up exponentially for a golden boot like they they're so high that the fifth guy is money is plus 1200 like do you see anyone else that you like in there dude at 20 to 1 like i can't overlook vardy here i dude, mean dude yes 18 vardy is what year. i have written down yeah, he's like so. Like w- w- with him, he's absolutely, absolutely nailed on penalties. Absolutely nailed for minutes. He's their prime option. He's going to be taking like e- everything flows through him. You know, I feel and given yeah. Given I've, what we just said about them uh, trending upwards towards the end of last season with with Rogers, like that's the that's the bet. That's a long shot bet for sure. Exactly. I love that. I mean, it's obviously you know it's twenty to one. It's not likely to happen. I'm not trying to say that it's likely to happen, but you know. Last year's Golden Boot winners with a three-way tie at 22 goals, I think, or maybe right. 23 or something. But, like, Vardy has done that before. You know, like, yeah. he two seasons ago, ago, he was on 20. Last season, he was on 18. And, you know, he plays almost every game. He, he, he'll play with a fucking cast on. He doesn't care. And from the minute Rodgers came in, he was that much better. And Leicester were that much better. And he was just getting big chances for fun. Penalties, again, huge. I would not even consider someone in this category if they're not on penalties because, you know, like we see with Vardy every fucking season, he scores like five plus penalties like that regularly came to Salah too last season. So, yeah, I mean, it all it takes is all of these top guys to basically do what they did last season, which is not crazy, and just score somewhere between like you know twenty and twenty three or four, and Vardy to just be that slight percent better than he's been the last two seasons, and he'll be in there for Golden Boot. So I th- I think it's definitely a shout. Nice, yeah. And one thing just just to mention, Guerrero finished one goal off the Golden Boot and had eight hundred minutes less than Salah. So like so that's crazy. he's ne- he's never a bad bet either. So. Never a bad bet. To me, it's just the injuries again. Like, you're, yeah. you're not getting the value there because he's, you know, basically the same odds as Salah. And I'm just like, you know, it's Aguero. Like, it'll happen most seasons. He'll miss a few games here, a few games there. You know, play a tough Champions League game. Jesus starts in the league. You know, whatever it is. You know, so that that's what kind of puts me off that a little bit. But, yeah, I'll never, like, fault someone for betting Aguero. My... um extremely long odds wild punt would be Rashford. I was just looking at that. I mean, for, you know, obviously for all of these like 
punty, like really 25 to one is Rashford. Like for that to come in or any of the guys around him, a lot of things would have to come into place, you know? And just, I see Rashford as the type of guy where he's going to have the opportunity to be their Vardy in a way. You know what I mean? Like if he leads the line for 30 you know, five games or whatever next season and scores less than 20 goals, he failed and is not the future of Manchester United. On the flip side... That's fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the flip side, if the Manchester United attack clicks and Paul is distributing and, you know, we know they already have a really good relationship together and, you know, maybe, like, Daniel James works out or, you know... Wambisaka makes them a lot better, whatever it is. There, there's a world where Manchester United are, you know, like the third or fourth best team and looking like pretty good and on the upswing. And I think in that world, Rashford is scoring around 20 goals. A lot of this hinges on Pogba being absolutely terrible at taking penalties, which he is. Yep. And Rashford has kind of shown that he's just cold blooded and is going to slot his penalties. Like, he scored the winner against PSG. He, you know, scored some big ones for England. Like he, he can do it. And I think there's a slight chance of it. You know, it's twenty-five to one. It's not. You know, don't put all your money on it. But I just saw it and just st- stuck out to me a little bit. I like that. So, uh, what 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 do you think is the sucker bet here? So, uh, looking through this and like looking at the top thirty odds, there's only I'm counting. I think one player that has never played a minute in the Premier League. So Pulis- <laughs> Pulisic at plus five thousand is like the biggest sucker bet you could ever goddamn have. You, you know, there's going to be a bunch of drunk Americans just like, oh hell yeah, I know that name. Like, <laughs> oh go, my USA. god. <laughs> like, if if honestly, like I'm I'm barely exaggerating. If the Pulisic bet was over 10 goals and it was plus yeah. 5,000. I would probably bet it, but I wouldn't be like, this is the best bet. <laughs> and they're putting him up for golden boot. Are you fucking crazy? He's never scored more than like four goals in a lesser league. Like, exactly. That's just so stupid. And well, a I lot think, of these are ridiculous. Like uh, He's 14th, I think. He's tied for 14th for odds on favor to win the golden boot. Like that's fucking insane and then like three places later is callum hudson adoy yeah like what what is this who made this you know like why is yep. callum hudson adoy ahead of like fucking delafeu and jota like actual strikers who are going to be starting game <laughs> week one like, i don't know it's ridiculous but it's kind of funny yeah for sure so uh where do you want to go to next so there's like some of the uh the golden boot and team winner parlays there's uh team goals or just over unders for players up well, to you really I just continuing on sort of like exactly what we just talked about is there's the over under goals for individual players that I like. And I basically like all the guys that I just talked about. I mean, Rashford over under is 13 and a half. I like that. I'm not in love with that, but I like it. Vardy over under 15 and a half. I love that. That seems fantastic to me. uh, That's my same notes, man. Yeah. Over under Richarlison 10 and a half. That's ridiculous. I love that. Like, what world is he scoring under 10 goals? Like, I, I just don't see it. And yep. then Callum Wilson was the, the other one that is riskier because he's also extremely injury prone. But his over under 10.5 seems very low to me, too. 
So actually, that that was going to be my 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 best bet for sure. It was going to be Callum Wilson oh, at ten point five. Like yeah. he fourteen, he scored fourteen last year, and his xG was sixteen. And like the FPL community, they do their research. Like they're buzzing about Callum Wilson right yeah, now. He's good. Everyone we talk if, to, yeah. He just needs to play. I mean, like you can just look at his career history and the minutes go twenty five hundred, two thousand, thirteen hundred, seven hundred, but. The goals are always there, you know, Mm -hmm. and all he needs to do is play minutes, which is why I think it's a little bit riskier. But if he plays, I just feel like that's just like a stone cold lock. So I definitely like that one. A lot of the other ones are I don't see much value. You know, all these are minus 115. Like, I don't feel very strongly about any of the other ones. I don't think. Do you? No, that's hilarious, man. You you hit every single one of the ones that i wanted to talk about uh the only one you missed is possibly uh i would wait and see on this one before i placed it but if like a chelsea under a transfer ban like i, w- I want to see how Giroud is looking yes. in preseason yeah but at 8, 8.5 like he could get that done by december i mean if he's their starting striker so the thing that's awkward with Giroud is like he can go an entire world cup and score like no goals and france win the world cup you know <laughs> like he can be really good and not score nine goals which is possible, but yeah, if he plays the lion's share of minutes, you'd you'd have to imagine he gets there eventually. Um, sure. Yeah, a, a lot of the other line numbers in, in this category, I feel like are are pretty fair. I don't see yeah. any others that are like you yeah, stand out. But Vardy, dude, that's just the Vardy one is probably like one of my favorite bets uh, of this whole thing. Oh yeah, that's absolutely man. So his xG in the second half of last year was twelve. <laughs> Like, the, second half, the second like, half and his yeah. over under 15 and a half like he scored 13 and 16 17 and the three other you know like proper vardy seasons aside from when they first got promoted were 24 20 and 18 you know yeah. and he didn't take penalties in 16 17 if he took three penalties he would have hit it also it just seems like an incorrect line i'm gonna have to the website that i use doesn't have these fucking lines i'm gonna have to literally make an account to bet this but i'm gonna do it <laughs> good man i'll place a bet for you if that doesn't work out okay, we'll, we'll figure you. it out yeah i'll venmo you or something <laughs> our sponsor for the evening exactly exactly so man what else do you have anything else what's your best bet overall Are you sticking with the well, uh, the vardy over or i mean i do really like the vardy over i think going back to burnley um, okay. I'm trying to find it right now. Give me one second. Okay, yeah. Burnley to stay up. So Burnley to not get relegated is minus 200. So they're basically saying the odds of Burnley staying up are the same as Leicester finishing top 10, which to mm-hmm. me just doesn't line up. I think minus 200 is ridiculous, and they're not really near like the bottom five even like they're just going to be solid and finish somewhere between 10th and 15th as usual so i really like that i mean it's not the type of bet that you're you know you're not getting like positive money on that but for a long-term bet where you're placing lots of units and feel very confident i i think that's my favorite one you know aside from like you know city winning or something that for sure i I like how you and i both and so in the first half i i actually put my long shot bet as Burnley to score the least amount of goals. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know, I still don't think that they're going to get relegated. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, they can grind out those zero zeros, man. With yeah, the best I mean, they're, they're generic white strikers. They're, they got a bunch of them. And it's yeah, just <laughs> I, they're just so interesting. Like, I, I would love to listen to like a Burnley season recap or something. And, you know, they're still like weeks until the season starts. So maybe I'll find that. But 
they kind of had like three seasons last season. Like I mentioned, their first 19 games, the first half of the season, they were just, you know, relegation fodder. They were horrible, untouchable in fantasy, everything. Then they went on this run of being like a top five attacking team in the Premier League. And everyone yeah. had Barnes and Wood and McNeil and all these fucks. And they were just scoring a lot of goals, especially Barnes was like putting up absurd XG numbers just like every week. And then that kind of fell off and they just went back to being Burnley and they were just solid. You yep. know, and like they lost they lost a bunch of games, they won some close games, they drew some games, and they were just Burnley. And like I just don't really see a world where they're in contention for relegation. I mean, they kept their manager They've kept, like, their core 15 players. They've reinforced a little bit. They haven't lost anyone. They're just good. Like, they're, I, I just don't see it. Like, I don't know what would have to happen for them to get relegated. I just don't understand. That's fair, man. I know uh, Nolan on, on the uh, FPL pod went on this, like, I don't know how to quit you. Brokeback Mountain, like <laughs> rant about 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 Burnley offensive yeah. strikers. He's yeah, like, they're all over his FPL team right now. I get it, man. It's just they're, they are good. They're good. They're just like solid. Yeah, I don't know. The the one bet that isn't on here that I was really hoping would be a prop that they have is like most yellow cards or maybe just most cards in general. Right. Because I one of the first things I did in just like my first week of tinkering was like, I was kind of looking at the promoted sides. Like I'm probably, I probably won't have any of them in FPL, but I was just looking around and then I saw Tete's name and I was like, Oh my God, this fucking insane, just maniac red card machine is like back. Like it's so exciting. And then I was thinking like, Oh my God, like who's crazier? Like Tete, Lerma, Holobos. I was like, there's so many contenders for like, is someone going to approach like 15, even 20 yellow cards? Like it's possible and yeah, it's yeah. not on here, but I, I would love to see like <laughs> what those odds are because there are some guys that, that like picking up cards for sure. Nice. Oh, I actually, I had one question from you from no one. So that this is from Liverpool fan to Liverpool fan. Oh, okay. Um, what do you think about if, if Senegal pull through in the Africa Cup of Nations and, and they win it? Right, which that's that's the game is on is tomorrow actually. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think about Mane for the uh, Ballon d'Or? I think he's at twenty five to one right now. So tied for the Golden Boot, wow. won the Champions League, wins the Africa Cup of Nations, and then it would have the entirety of the first half of this year before it's decided. That's pretty sick. Shit, what are the what are the lines on that? Can I pull those up easily? Yeah, Nolan told me that it was at twenty five to one when he checked it, and I think um I think uh, VVD is like huge favorites at minus one seventy five, but. But he didn't win the whatever fucking tournament that was, that Portugal right. one. Wow, I actually love that shout. I mean, that's that's really clever. And I think, I mean, it's basically between what, like Messi, Salah, VVD, maybe Aguero, Sterling, something like so. that. Like, yeah, what what are be. the odds? Like, is it possible to pull this up? I'm just curious, like, who are the favorites right now? Hold on, yeah, I'm, I'm just Googling this. it. Yeah, one sec. Uh, oh god it's in like fucking eu format i don't know what this is <laughs> this away from me okay u.s format here we go yeah so vvd is is pretty big favorite then so vvd right now on this what a random ass site that i'm on is minus 137 Messi's plus 150 and then okay. next is Salat plus 1500 which is fucking Basically, Holy shit. yeah. Basically, they're saying there's no chance of it being not VVD or Messi. Is, right. is what that is saying. 
Yeah, I mean, I like Sané at twenty to one or two plus two thousand. Is that twenty to one? Yeah, that would be right. That'd be twenty twenty one to one. I think. <laughs> yeah, I I like that. I mean, that's definitely I feel like worth a flyer. I mean, but the thing is, you'd probably want to bet it before the match, right? Because yeah, yeah, you know, if Senegal win, that could move to like you know, plus five hundred or something. Then you lose all that value there. But yeah, I like that. I like Nolan, and for that reason. <laughs> i don't know nolan but now i like Nolan. no you don't that, that's good that means i should pro- probably just fucking cut this and edit it and get it out right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean oh yeah fuck it's tomorrow holy shit shit <laughs> oh my god yeah people need to hear this yeah i'll definitely like retweet it and shit and and see uh try and get people to, to get in there sweet man well thank you very much for joining us on this man it's the first episode and it's awesome to have such a, a well-versed guest as you so i really appreciate it my pleasure, dude. Anytime. All right, Alon, take it easy. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, this is our very first episode of the Draw No Bet pod. As you can tell, this is a futures episode. So generally, we're going to be a weekly podcast, about 15 to 20 minutes, that we're going to be going over the uh, the actual game lines and the over-unders of the EPL uh, fixtures for that upcoming weekend. Probably be uh, dropping on Thursday mornings or Friday mornings. Um, Wanted to give a huge shout out to Alon from FML FPL. Uh, I subscribe to two podcasts via Patreon, and that's one of them. I've been in their Slack channel for going on what uh, almost almost two years now. They've got an awesome gambling group. Uh, at one point, there was one guy in there that was shouting like third division Turkish leagues that uh, betting the under 0.5 because some striker was seen in a bar and he was drunk and some bullshit. It's a lot of fun. A lot of lot of lot of footy chat in there. Uh, Absolutely recommend it. FML, FPL. They're the hardest, hardest working guys in the fantasy soccer league world. And trust me, uh, I am a host of a fantasy soccer league podcast. So absolutely quality product there. Thank you once again for listening to us. Um, follow us on Twitter at Draw no Bet Pod. We're on Reddit. All that good stuff. Cheers. <laughs>